Welcome to the HealthCast, where healthcare professionals and experts from the UK and around the world discuss all things healthcare, providing only the best insights from the best in medicine. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Emra Asim, who was born and raised in Oslo in Norway. He studied dentistry at Yeditepe University. And after finishing his dentistry education, Emra Asim studied prostodontics at Mamara University. His professional work mainly focuses on digital smile design, Hollywood smile, porcelain laminate veneers, Emacs, Empress and implant support. He provides services to his patients in the field of cosmetic, prosthetic and general dentistry at Istanbul Dental Center. I had the pleasure to speak to Egger Sandali and Dr. Turka Zandali earlier about all things Turkish teeth. Why is it that Turkey has become such a popular place for patients from all over the world to come and seek dental treatments and aesthetic treatments? Why is it that you have to do your research in order to enter the Turkish uh, dentistry market? What do you have to do in order to reassure quality control? So today we're going to speak to you, Emre. So thank you very much for joining our podcast today. The pleasure is mine, Louise. How are you doing? I'm good. Very well. Thank you so much. It's very cold and very foggy here in London. I hope uh, it's it's better where you are in Turkey, in Istanbul. To be honest, it's actually around uh, 16 degrees and it's pretty sunny right now. It's not the weather we're used to in uh, January, but can't really complain. <laughs> That's that's really, really good to hear. I want to start off and ask you, Emre, uh, how how come you you live in Turkey now? Uh, where did you come from as a dentist? How how did your life progress the way it progressed? And why are you where you are now? That's a perfect question to start our interview. So um, as you mentioned, I was born and raised in uh, Oslo, Norway. And um, I decided to uh, move to Istanbul at around 2008 to study dentistry. I was lucky enough to um, study at, as you mentioned, Yeditepe, which is um, one of the best um, dental colleges in Istanbul and also in Turkey. So I kind of ended up um, living in Istanbul. Fantastic. I guess it's it's a very, very nice destination to live. Your study de- background is in prosthodontics. So what do we understand under prosthodontics? What, what's, what's that? So prosthodontics is uh, replacing or uh, replacing or uh, re- redoing uh, damaged teeth or actually rehabilitating the, the smile or the function of the patient. So it's actually not only the cosmetic work we do here. It's pretty much to re- regain, make the patient regain the bite or the occlusion and um, also as an extra benefit to re- redesign the aesthetic values of the patient. Is that what you've always done? So was it always about the aesthetics, uh, less about general oral health, but more about the aesthetic side for you? Actually, aesthetics is directly um, re- related to uh, a well um, well, well organized and um, uh, healthy background in teeth. So you can't actually just go ahead and um, do veneers or redesign a smile without um, evaluating the periodontal health, which is the gum health uh, that most patients do actually not think of when they do seek on getting veneers or you know re- redesigning a smile. So it's all actually related with general dentistry, uh, periodontology, and basically all of the other branches in dentistry, because 
prosthodontics um, means actually to for say protect the teeth from getting further damaged or replacing the the damaged tissues so it's not only just to do veneers and say okay we're done everything's going to be fine you have to kind of um do the the background health first of the teeth and then go ahead to to um do the other parts uh, which will uh, evaluate the teeth to be in a better state than they were before Absolutely. And that's really, really important because what uh, I learned when doing a little bit of research on Turkish teeth and on Turkish dentistry is that there it might be lots of clinics that don't have the same credentials as Istanbul Dental Center, where, you know, people just, just see a page on Instagram that looks appealing and aesthetic and they send in selfies of their teeth via Instagram direct message and they get a response from the clinic that already gives them a full assessment of their oral health. As you said, yeah, that, that is not the proper way to go. In universal de dentistry, um, you, we have to evaluate the, the intraoral examination and also the radiological examination. So that means I can't just look at a patient's pictures and uh, tell them what we will be doing because I need to see the panoramic uh, radi radiographic images to <clears throat> see if there are any bone losses with the teeth, if there are any cavities that are close to the pulp to the nerve of the teeth so we may need to do a pre-treatment to the patient before we do the aesthetic you know the hollywood smile part so they're all related so talking about hollywood smile talk me through this is probably the most in-demand treatment at the moment for you know when when we refer to turkish teeth i think this is what what people think about uh and, and they're coming internationally they seek these treatments from you increasingly from abroad in the last uh, few years i guess so so talk me through the process from you get a patient request and where from where do they go uh to to having their final hollywood smile just talk me through the process a little bit as as i mentioned before we usually do obviously have pictures coming in as a request to to make a treatment plan but the first thing we ask for the patients is for them to send us a panoramic x-ray of their teeth and it has to be taken in the past six months so it is an up-to-date uh, x-ray so it's not like a two-year-old x-ray which a lot of things can change in the intraoral environment. So that has to be, and that has to be done locally because most patients, I guess, come from abroad. They can't come to you and and get that done. They they just have to sort of do that wherever they are in the world. So we we usually do request for the patients to send us an X-ray with the pictures, and we can actually pretty much tell them uh, a not even if it's not like a 100% precise treatment plan, we can at least uh, give them a path of how the treatment will go and how many days or how many visits we need to actually fulfill the treatment plan we will be giving the patient. And um, this will kind of build up and lead to the Hollywood design, the smile design. But uh, yeah, the Hollywood smile, um, it's actually... Uh, it's actually a quote used, uh, it's been used for 40 or 50 years. It was first used as snap on plastic teeth to Hollywood actors and act actresses to give them different teeth when they are playing in different movies or different series and, and television series. So from that day on in prosthodontics, it with the materials um, evolving, it kind of uh, um, adapted into a, a treatment that will 
last longly, not just snap on teeth. And um, yeah, so we we do actually do do everything before at hand uh, before we do the crowns or the veneers to the patient because uh, as I as I said before the the periodontal health and the 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 intraoral health has to be at its best for us to do a successful treatment or what happens is if it's not planned correctly as you guys know the the turkey teeth uh problem that's occurred in the past couple of months will occur because unfortunately most clinics do not evaluate the patients properly before they start doing their treatments and that will eventually cause the veneers to fall off or the veneers to not be fully adapted to the teeth or even in fact uh, infecting the gums and the bones to be in a more severe damaged place than it was before. The question is just how I, I, as a patient who seeks these treatments in Turkey and searches for a suitable clinic, I have to be aware of these things and I have to look into this and make sure that the clinic that I choose does these things and has the necessary uh, accreditation and, and, and knows what they're doing. But uh, if I come there as, a, as, as, uh, as someone who has no insight whatsoever, I, I, I might not be aware. For the, for the treatment plan to be in golden standard, everything has to be done perfectly and flawlessly. So we approach our international patients as we do uh, approach our Turkish, uh, you know, the Turkish local patients here. So we, we never will, will really finish a case in three days or four days. So I would firstly stay away from the places who tell you that they will be able to do a full mouth preparation and a full rehab or full smile makeover in three, four days, which is impossible to do it properly because there may be some other issues that have to be taken care of first so then we can do the treatment plan and protocol properly so so how long does your treatment take three to four days is, is too short but that means do they stay a week two weeks three weeks what's what's the time span if if the patient has good uh, periodontal um, slash gum health and if there are no cavities or no infections around the the bone or the roots I uh, generally take around seven to 10 days for, for my lab and for me to do the digital smile design, to plan out everything and take proper pictures in my clinic, send the pictures to my lab, design the smile customly made for the patient's uh, facial features. And then I get my 3D printed mock-up and I, I place it to my patient's mouth before I start doing the, the trimming, which uh, is also another issue when, when you don't trim Accordingly, if you trim too much or if you trim too little, the teeth either end up being too big or you, you end up damaging the teeth in a, in a manner that you cannot go back to. So I do need around seven to 10 days to do a flawless aesthetic work. But in some cases, if uh, and in fact, I do have patients who do have like two or three visits. So if they come and we have to do the periodontal treatments first. In their first visit, we do the planning to build up the mouth to be a healthy environment. And then, uh, well, that can take around a couple of days, like five to seven days. And then if they go back and come back in two to three months, we can then do the preparation of the teeth to design the veneers. And that sounds like a very, very reasonable amount. And I guess everything that's less shouldn't be... Uh... Shouldn't, should, shouldn't, shouldn't be doable uh, because you mentioned digital, digital, digital smile design. Is that what you refer to when you, when you're referring to the method that you use compared to more traditional methods? And is that a standard in Turkey and globally now? 
if you contact any clinic in Istanbul and ask for a quote, they will all tell you that they do digital smile design and that they do Hollywood smile designs. What's it the- is not correct because um, you need an you need a you need a the application which is called digital smile design, and you need your lab to be able to work with that application. So it is it is a method that is uh, used to, as I said, design the smile to be accordingly to the patient's face because it it kind of mm, calculates the golden standards of your face. And it gives you the the perfect smile that will fit into the patient's smile, but not only aesthetically, but also um, occlusally speaking. So it has to be in a perfect bite situation. So when I do do digital smile design, I I get um, a ninety nine percented chance of having a perfected design, rather than the old methods, which you would go to the dentist and they would um, just trim your teeth not even take pictures to give to their lab and just wait for the lab to do excellent work. Whereas the lab has no information about the patient. They have no pictures. They have no color shade chosen appropriately to the patient's face or um, color. And then they they just start doing copy-paste work, which ends up in being terrible and horrible. The patients cannot speak. It affects their phonation, uh, their pronunciation in some words and some letters uh so it pretty much actually does mess up more rather than help the patient so i've been using digital smile design for eight and a half years now and it's basically a simple protocol that when the patient first comes into my office we take pictures of the patient i take a video and i send the the data to my lab they have big screens that they put up the case in and then i give them a couple of pages of notes on what the patient wants uh, what, what, why they came to my office to re, re, re get their, you know, re, reevaluate and redesign their smile. And then, um, I take a silicone mold or a 3d scan, um, impression of the top and lower jaw and, um, give the, give the work to my lab. And in three to four days is the 3d printed design of the final work. So we have a Photoshopped face picture of the patient with the new teeth. We also have the mock-up at hand where we apply to the patient so they can see how they look and how it will feel like when when they have their new teeth. And then from there on, we use the keys inside the mouth to prepare accordingly, not to do damage to the teeth. Mm, And that's, I guess, an extra step which ensures that there's the best possible outcome you can get for the patient. Exactly, exactly. So uh, to be honest, I would give a heads up to patients to... Firstly, look at the case, uh, the case pictures the, the clinics have, and also to, in fact, ask for the raw format of the pictures, because most clinics may be copy pasting other dentists' works to attract patients or, as in those clinics, uh, customers, unfortunately, to kind of fool them. So just ask for a random raw photo. And if they cannot give you the raw photo or if they do not use the legit digital smile design, then I would personally stay away and also um, maybe kind of look at the market value too, because there is a, there is obviously a limitation on how cheap the, the the veneers can be if they want the flawless and perfect work to be done to their teeth. 
In terms of veneers, because you refer to market value, so what would you say is a standard or minimum market value? Because you say, okay, it costs you a set amount to produce these veneers. They they are made of what? What material are they made of? So uh, laminate veneers and um, ceramic crowns to be the to be in the up to date uh, technologies. The 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 clinics should be using Emacs, which is a uh, a form of ceramics named uh, lithium desilicates, which is kind of a glass ceramic. So this material will cost the lab three to four times more than getting zirconia or the old school methods done. So that is that is the first step. And Emacs is pretty much a transparent looking porcelain, which the labs, as I said, uh, do have, but it costs more for the dentist. So most clinics don't uh, appreciate the patients enough to actually work with Emacs, whereas I've I've only been working with Emacs when I do smile designs or when I do actually redesign the smile of the patient because it looks flawlessly and it looks even more realer than like it looks as real as teeth. So mm. it ends up becoming a more natural and more kind of light absorbing porcelain on your teeth rather than having like the dull just a plain bulge of whiteness on your teeth. So let's talk about the longevity of Turkish teeth. So once you have undergone that treatment, that means you're pretty much dependent on your uh, overall oral health uh, on these implants. So how do I, as the patient, maintain them and how do I ensure longevity on these? Well, um, there are factors which the patient will also affect the longevity of the teeth, the, the veneer's health, and also the factors that the dentist will affect the teeth on too. So after the veneers are placed properly, so we are assuming that everything is done accordingly to the book, uh, the patients should use floss or at least the water pick in the morning and nights to clean in between uh, the teeth. Uh, obviously brush their teeth twice a day. And uh, I would generally, I always recommend my patients to go for a checkup every six months to uh, maintain their oral hy hygiene because you will need to do scaling and polishing with your teeth even if you don't have veneers it's it's kind of like going to the hair salon every once in a while to you know get, get everything in in track so uh, it would be wise to visit a dental office every six months uh, i'm pretty lucky uh, with my patients because most of them do come back every once in a year to have a general checkup with me. And it has never been that they have not come back. But even if they don't come back, so I do have some patients who live in New Zealand or Australia or in the States, or if, if they don't have that much time off, um, they are lucky enough to go to their uh, dental clinic back at home. Whereas I've, I've gotten uh, a lot of thank you mails from my colleagues abroad, because right now there are so many bad treatments coming back uh, from Turkey to their countries. Uh, when they see the work that I do, I, I get a lot of positive feedbacks, not only from the patients, but also from my uh, fellow colleagues, which, which is pretty uh, a, a good, like a thumbs up and like a, pack, a pat on the back for me. Obviously, veneers will not last for 30, 40 years. That, that I would say, is a lie. Um, generally, veneers will last a good amount of 10 years if the patient does take good care of their teeth. But would you need to, would you, would you need to replace the whole smile after, let's say, 10, 15 years, depending on how long your 
uh, or, or is it just that okay once the work is done they just have to be covered up again or do you basically have to remove the whole there are different methods so in some cases if one of the tooth does get a small chip um, we would obviously remove the veneer without causing damage to the uh, the remaining tooth structure because we use a laser to remove the veneers which is also an up-to-date technology you just basically uh, cut off the veneer from the tooth by using a, a special type of laser and uh, then pretty much retake the impression or if the lab has the database of the digital smile design they can print out the work again in a short time but to be completely honest I have not had this issue yet so um, I was pretty lucky enough to never have this issue but obviously every in every hundred teeth one veneer may get decemented, which means the uh, decementation is the veneer falling off of the tooth. Um, this can happen one once in every hundred veneers, and there are a lot of factors which can affect it. It's not only the dental or uh, the, the the dentist's fault. It can be because after the cementation, if the patient goes out of the office and they they're not supposed to eat anything for, for example, an hour. If they go out immediately and try to grab a dish and eat, or if they play with the teeth, you know, kind of moving them back and forward, that will obviously uh, remove the, the glue in between the veneer and the tooth. But that has not really happened a lot, too. So I think there's a misconception of patients. They, they, can, crack, uh, they can crack bottles and they can crack nuts with their new teeth. But obviously, it's, that's, that's not... We should case. not do with our own teeth, too. So we should never open a beer with our own teeth. You're, because you're obviously damaging your teeth. Or if you're eating hard nuts, it's not wise to bite hard nuts with your front teeth. Because the front teeth are not um, meant to chew. Your, your Our back teeth are obviously meant to chew. But there's a different concept in our mouth. The front teeth are meant to bite something off and then we chew with our posterior our back teeth so that that is also another different issue but um coming back to the longevity issue um i personally do tell patients to I, it's the same protocol for each patient i do even if i do 20 veneers or if i do six or two it doesn't really matter or even if i don't do veneers if i just have cosmetic work that comes in for uh, a patient comes in for a couple of you know fillings just cleaning and maybe a root canal or so um it's always wise to visit your dentist every six months and uh once the veneers do start to cause problems if we're speaking about veneers again in 10 years, it is always wise to reevaluate the teeth. And if the teeth are in good shape, it will last up to 20 years. But obviously, as men go bald, the, the gum health can also um, get damaged. So the, the marginal line of the teeth and the gums may start to get recessed. So our gums can get recessed in, uh, in maybe 10 years. And that is not only to do with uh, veneers, per se. It is also to do with a lot of factors. If the patient smokes, if the patient has a genetic factor um, that affects the periodontal health of the patient, that also will affect the veneer's health too. But uh, is that a misconception that the veneers would actually protect your natural truth from infections or from cavities? Or is, is it just a myth? Because obviously there's a whole layer on top of your teeth. I would say yes and no at the same time, because once 
if a patient has uh, enamel dysfunction, so if there are a lot of um, disorders a person can have with their enamel, the, the, first, the first layer of our teeth we see in the mirror is the enamel, which is a soft, um, it's kind of a harder, but also a, an easily worn out material of our tooth. Well, if the patient has abrasion, which means if the enamel is worn out, or if the patient has uh, this disorder with their enamel, once they're born, if there was an antibiotic used by the mom or et cetera, there are a lot of different uh, problems we can occur with, then obviously getting veneers is a protective treatment because you are protecting the remaining tooth structure. But as I mentioned, again, the dentist should be in well knowledge of how to prepare the teeth because you cannot just randomly cut off the remaining tooth structure. You have to do it wisely. You may have to do partial veneers. You may have to do lumineers, which is a less preparation of the tooth. But having said this, if a person has a perfect occlusion, which means if they have a perfect bite, if they have proper and a good health enamel tooth structure, telling the patient that you are going to protect the teeth by trimming the enamel and making veneers is not correct, but it is correct if the patient has a disorder with their enamel. I, for example, had, uh, I'm not sure how you say that in English, but I had a deformation uh, as a teenager, so I had brackets on my teeth for a couple of years just to straighten my teeth. So if I have a natural, um, uh, let's say, affinity uh, for, for tooth deformation, would the veneers actually prevent this from happening? Or could that still happen if there's, I mean, teeth are teeth, even if they're artificial and they might even move depending on uh, my bone structure or my muscle structure or my biting habits. Well, in, in some cases, we do do a pre-treatment with orthodontics to actually get the teeth to be in a better biting position so that we will uh, damage the teeth less when we do veneers. But in some cases, we can actually increase the vertical dimension of the patient. So some people grind their teeth a lot and they may uh, cause their uh, vertical dimension, which is basically the height of the face, to drop. And that will cause the patients to have a tired jaw when they chew, when they eat just even you know, normal, regular food. So in cases like that, we, we can actually rehabilitate the teeth with veneers and crowns. It's not only done for cosmetic reasons. We're supposed to think of prosthodontics as a very wide spectrum. It's not just only getting the patient into the office and just, you know, boom, giving them white, dull-looking veneers and saying, okay, well, you're good to go for 30 years. No, that, that is a complete lie. But in your case, after your orthodontic treatment, some patients have this demand. They say that, okay, well, I'm happy that my teeth are back in function, but I'm not happy with the way they look. So the, the only problem I would have with the turkey teeth situation going on in the UK is, mm, so people get nose jobs, right? Even if they have healthy teeth, a healthy nose, if they don't even have a deviation, they can get a nose job or they can uh, get a boob job or any kind of aesthetic um, improvement. So if a person does not feel comfortable when they laugh, it would be of importance to obviously do everything accordingly to the book, not to do malpractice, but also to actually get that pa patient to gain their aesthetic and their confidence back. 
that would be the only topic I would not agree with the health institutes in UK because I've also read and uh, seen the the interviews about the turkey teeth problem in the UK right now. But uh, some dentists ended up saying that it's not wise to get veneers for any sort of patient, which is not correct because if that person doesn't feel confident when they smile, just as if somebody does not feel confident with their nose, they would get a nose job. It would be the same problem for the patient to actually get the teeth done to feel more confident and to feel more happy. So there's a functional side to aesthetic dentistry, and there's obviously a, um, an aesthetic side to, to improve their aesthetics. Absolutely. And that's obviously very, very interesting. And I guess, is that one of the reasons why Turkey has such a uh, known history for these, for these types of treatments in your experience? Like in every country, there are good treatments and there are bad treatments. There are good restaurants, there are bad restaurants, there are scam clinics and there are proper clinics. So I would only say that it wouldn't be fair to mainly evaluate all of the clinics in Turkey to be super good or super bad. Patients should do their research. And as I said, there is a market value, even if you live in Turkey or even if you live in the States or in the UK. Can I, can I ask you, you have a nice smile is there a chance you've done this treatment on yourself? Um, no, actually, I have my natural teeth, but I do have a bit of um, enamel loss because I grind a lot because being a dentist is, even though I love my job, it is stressful. So I'm planning on getting veneers uh, in, the, in the close future. I just need the appropriate time because um, I also do feel my vertical dimension is getting lost. So when I bite and when I do my... Um, annual checkups, I am aware that I'm kind of warring out my enamel. So eventually I'm going to need to get my teeth done too, but just not right now. And that's obviously very, very important because you are coming from that very background. You know exactly what you're doing and you will be very, very peculiar when it comes to your own dental health. Um, so would you, so obviously because you don't see, you see a need now, which you probably wouldn't have seen 10 years ago, for example. So would you, would you rec generally recommend people to go for these treatments rather sort of, is that advisable? Look, I'm in my 20s right now. Is it advisable that I do such treatment sort of earlier in my life or should I wait for another 10, 15 years if I don't see an immediate need for it? Uh, what, what, what would you say? Is it wise to wait with these treatments? Um, if, if you don't necessarily see a pressing issue? Uh, questions I ask my young patients. By young, I mean anywhere from 18 to 35 or even 40 in some cases. Um, the first question I ask is why you would want veneers. And if the patient says they don't feel confident when they smile, or if they say that they, they're basically not happy uh, with their teeth, I would go ahead and ask my second question and um, just basically ask what influenced them on changing their teeth. So if you came to my clinic, uh, you, you, how old were you? 20? I'm 25 at this stage. When I look at your teeth, I can see that they are uh, perfectly aligned. But if you do feel that you are showing too much gum line or if you feel that your teeth shapes are not in proper function and if i did my uh, intraoral examination and i saw that your bite is misplaced i would definitely recommend getting veneers now because you are not going to be happy for maybe the upcoming 10 years whereas you would maybe figure out on getting veneers when you're 35 
and maybe you're going to damage your teeth more, which will cause a problem. Absolutely. So Emma, since we're coming to the end of our interview, is there any type of last advice that you could give to patients who are currently seeking or researching these types of treatments? So let's say if I decided to, to, to go to Turkey, uh, obviously I would come to you, I would come to Istanbul Dental Center, but, for <laughs> but uh, is, is there any last advice that you would give for patients? How do they prepare for these treatments? How do they go about? What's the time frame they have to take out of their uh, years? What's sort of the the amount of money they can expect to spend so is is there some sort of last advice or some some key elements that you would still uh give patients i would most definitely recommend the patients to seek professional health not look for the cheapest clinic and obviously look at the time frame to be around seven to ten days as i mentioned uh to to look at the cases to be the the clinic's own cases and not fake cases or kind of stolen work from another doctor or dentist and um, to, to pretty much do a proper research and look at the questions the clinic will ask them because that will show a lot. And maybe um, if obviously the patient speaks English, rather than going to a clinic who, who has um, a person that knows English, but the, the, the doctor does not really know English, I would actually go to the clinic who can actually speak my my fluent language rather than go to a random clinic where the doctor will not maybe understand me. Um, yeah, that's that would be about it. And you currently work at Istanbul Dental Center. Two and a half years now, and um, we're doing pretty good work with our professors and our team. Amazing. Thank you so much, Emre, for uh, for speaking to us. It was really interesting to get your insights combined with the insights that your colleagues have also given me. Uh, and uh, from what I understand and from what I, I heard, I understand that your clinic uh, is really at the forefront of uh, uh, of modern dentistry, if you will. In fact, they were one of the founding fathers of what you would call health or, or dental tourism these days. And uh, it's you you have a very marvelous uh, reputation in turkey and internationally and it's definitely worth checking you guys out so thanks so much for all the insights and for uh, all your time and your patience appreciate it have a lovely day louise bye-bye and you too thank you so much <laughs>